0: I dance, it hurt. Hello, welcome to Project Passion the podcast made to inspire you to follow your passion and turn an it into successful business or career. My name is John Thompson and this week I am joined by Amy from The Woman and the Wolf. Amy is a brand and lifestyle photographer based in London and her focus is on helping other female brand owners to structure their brand and to get their image out there on social media and their online platforms uh before we start this week guys I need to quickly just throw in a little uh favor hopefully um this one isn't likes not subscribes this one's actually a client of mine from my marketing agency brought this to my attention it's a story of a local girl young girl she's battling a brain tumor her name's Freya Bevins um but she was diagnosed with peanut brain tumor at 22 months old and she was out to America she had a lot of surgery and chemotherapy and uh, proton beam therapy as well, and since then she's had like five years of scans and stuff like that. There just coming up, um. But unfortunately, back in October she was re-diagnosed, and her family had to travel back to America. So, obviously, that doesn't come cheap. The treatments she needs. So, my client, Seven Star Martial Arts, academy in Neath, uh, they're running a prize draw online. Hundred percent money going to the family. A ton of prizes. I mean, the top prize is a signed wheels jersey from the match last week. They beat England um there's a tattoo session fitness sessions gift baskets prints from designers um it's 10 pound a ticket link will be in the description guys if you have 10 pounds spare you want to go buy a ticket there's also a link to her family's just given page um so you can go down there you can check out the full story and there's more information down below but that's it for this on with the podcast now on the brighter things uh how's it going amy how are you doing today
1: i'm good thank you um i've been enjoying the sunshine and a bit of work um and yeah just um, keeping myself ticking over in
0: lockdown. Awesome. So I know I kind of described you at the start there. Um, give a little couple of brief words, but do you want to take it away and describe yourself for people um, and to sort of in your own words.
1: Um, yep, so I am a brand photographer for female-led small businesses. Um, I do work with guys as well. Um, I have I do have male clients who enjoy working with me, um, so it's not exclusive. And I should also point out that I work with anyone who identifies as a woman as well. It's not just exclusive to female bodies. It's it's to anyone who identifies as a woman. Um, I think it's really important to mention that. Um And yeah, um, I basically, the foundation of it is that I help them to create imagery for them to market their businesses and to get their message out there. Um, And I will, I work with all kinds of businesses, from business coaches to breweries. Um, It's really wide ranging and very enjoyable. Um, But the kind of the purpose and the main value behind it is that to give women confidence about showing up um and feel good about having their photo taken and to feel confident about being visible um because I want to see more female leaders I especially want to see more women starting businesses I also want to set an example to younger women um that it's something that they can do as well um and yeah just to kind of remove the kind of stigmas around women being visible that have kind of historically been there forever um so yeah it's um photography for businesses but a little bit more as well.
0: That's awesome and was that the reason you got into photography, uh, photography sorry in the first place or was there something else that took your interest and then you kind of developed this as a passion for
1: um, So my history in photography actually uh, begins with landscape photography um, when I was doing ski seasons in my early 20s um, and then I moved into weddings um, 11 years ago and then I started experimenting with more portraiture as well as kind of really getting involved in the kind of the, the women in business movement. Um, and it was quite a natural progression. And The Woman in the Wolf was officially launched in November 2017.
0: And that was what I was going to ask you. What is The Woman in the Wolf? Because obviously that's your brand name. That's what you work under. Does, does that have a representation? Is there a meaning behind that for you? Uh,
1: yes. Absolutely. Um, The name means a lot to me. Um, It comes from a number of places. First of all, I really love wolves. I love the the pack hierarchies in the wild, that actually, you know, the whole alpha male kind of myth just doesn't really exist. Often the leader of packs are female wolves or at least partnerships. Um, and that good leaders in wolf packs are recognized as people as people with knowledge uh, or wolves as knowledge and um, who have compassion, they care about the whole pack, they very they won't leave elderly wolves behind. Um, they'll also have they'll also be very good providers leaders um, aggression is also really not seen in wolf packs either and often aggressive wolves are removed. Um, So you know there's a lot of common ground between female leadership and the kind of pack hierarchy as well Um, and there's also a really amazing book called The Women Who Run With the Wolves um, and it's a breakdown of all these kind of fables and myths throughout different cultures and history around women and how women have been you know celebrated vilified um you know and it's just it's a really beautiful book about what it means to be a woman um and so yeah it seemed quite natural to kind of put the two together and bring that in um and it just seemed like the right name um it wasn't as as simple a process as that I think Um, it took a little while but it was kind of I would say to people, I know lots of people struggle to come up with names for their businesses, but I think it's, you know, if you can come up with things that you're passionate about or things that interest you or things that maybe tie into the values of what you want to do and kind of start to play around with those words, um, then something will come out of it. So, do
0: yeah. won't take my advice for brand names. I copped out and went with JT Media Market, which is just my name. So I'm not one to take advice from when it comes to brand names uh but i think when we're recording this yesterday was um obviously international women's day do you think that a lot more female brands are getting noticed now coming up especially in the modern day with the digital age do you think that there's more of a bias towards men online or is it getting the case now where women are dominating and are getting into positions of power online
1: um i'd say that it's still a struggle for women out there um the biggest thing being that we often have our looks tied in to our value um so i've actually started to really look at my language so i'm not calling i'm not i'm not using the words beautiful or pretty or anything that describes someone external factors especially a woman's because i think that that then places her value entirely on what she looks like um and removes from her actual achievements um So I would say that men definitely have their own struggles within the kind of entrepreneur um, and small business world. But I think for women, it's the kind of same old story Um, and also International Women's Day. I absolutely love it. I always celebrate it. Um, But, you know, It's not about celebrating, and we have to be very careful with this, that it's not actually meant to be a day of celebration, it's actually meant to be a day of awareness, and there should come a stage where we don't need an International Women's Day, um, because there is equality, Um, and actually one of the things I did yesterday, um, because obviously the theme for this year was choose to challenge, um, and this year I've chosen to challenge modesty. Um, because that's a very patriarchal concept that's placed on women, that we should be modest and we shouldn't big ourselves up. And, you know, this is one of the reasons women aren't visible, because they're afraid to kind of speak up and shout about what they do or they don't know their value, which means they're undercharging. Um, So I did a post where I kind of asked my audience to celebrate themselves in the comments um, because they shouldn't need to wait for any external validation to kind of feel their value. They should feel that from within themselves.
0: Something you just said there that I hadn't even thought about, before. do you think is there a correlation between how much um, a small business owner or a small brand owner charges for their service or product in relation to how they view themselves? Just what the line you said about the beauty thing. So for example, a service based business, Do you think that they will actually lower their pricing based off of how they think they are looking compared to their service?
1: Not necessarily how they're looking, but how they view themselves um like what they deem their self-worth to be um and I think for women in particular a lot of that is tied up into how they look so I know from my clients a lot of the reason they won't be visible is because they either think they're too fat they're too thin they're too old um you know they've got too many spots um you know it's 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 all these things that hold them back from showing up Because they're frightened of how the world will perceive them, because this is what the world tells women that they're worth, that you're only worth what you what your appearance is. Um, And so, you know, it's, it's very insidious. It's not like necessarily an obvious thing. But I think, yeah, absolutely. I definitely have gone through a process of where I didn't value myself properly enough. Um, especially as a creative business, because I think you're very tied in personally to to your work and what you create and who you are, um, and so much of your identity goes into it that it becomes very easy to wind up charging um, too little because your you know your own personal value is low.
0: Yeah, I think that's something as well that I personally don't wouldn't understand fully or grasp fully because it's obviously something that men not for the most part probably don't have to deal with I know obviously there's going to be people in different situations um but do you think that then there is a way to sort of fix this sort of mindset like is there sort of resources or videos or is there ways that females and women can actually empower themselves and get more confident in their own sort of appearance and in their business as opposed to themselves
1: um yes I think it starts with a lot of internal work. Um, I have been in therapy for two years um, so and I have done a huge amount of work and I you know I've worked with women who at the beginning of of their kind of journeys with this and it's a long process it's really not something that happens overnight so it's not a case of watching like a YouTube video and all of a sudden you're fixed. Um, It's I know. It would be so good. Um, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, for me, it's, it's undoing 30 years of conditioning. Um, so, you know, things I would recommend, I mean, there's a great, um, there's obviously Brené Brown's podcast, where she interviews Sonia, Sonia Renee Taylor, um, who started the movement, The Body Is Not an Apology. Um, and she has a book of the same title as well, um, The Body Is not, a, not an Apology. And it's about radical self-love. Um, and I'm not talking about thinking, like, you look amazing and you're like the prettiest person in the room. I'm talking about, you know, building up that sense of security in yourself, that you know, you you genuinely do accept and love yourself fully enough that you're gonna protect yourself, you're gonna look after yourself, you're gonna value yourself, you're gonna stand up for yourself. Um, and I think, you know, just starting just the simple act actually yesterday of watching my audience, of watching women I find it so hard to celebrate themselves and to list their achievements. So I think, you know, even just the practice of on a Friday, sit down and write down everything that you've achieved for that week um, and, you know, appreciate the good things that you've done. Um, So, yeah, I I think it's a process, but it can definitely start with a little bit of self-celebration and kind of going from there.
0: So obviously a lot of what you do then, obviously, in the photography, you do lifestyle and you do brand what is the difference in both of them obviously I know most people will understand brand is more business and lifestyle is more sort of pictures of people fashion things like that but what is the actual sort of discerning difference between those two uh niches of photography
1: um so I actually think they're pretty much the same um like I think it it's it's probably more of a difference between personal brand and brand, like as a business. I always refer to it as brand photography because I think that as a term kind of covers the whole thing. Um, So like when I'm working with my clients we will obviously do a range of portraits um, we'll do a range of like clothes changes um we'll work with some different locations but you know we do do those lifestyle I always refer to them as like lifestyle business photos which is you know them working at their laptop in their space flat lays kind of all these things images that represent the lifestyle of the brand so they can kind of take to social media and tell their story and I don't think that's kind of that far removed from the kind of personal brand of, you know, influencers, for example, who need those lifestyle images to kind of, you know, you hear about these, these, I don't do these, but I know photographers who do where they'll do, you know, six months worth of content for an influencer in like a day, they'll be doing like Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, like, you know, it's a big, a big kind of shoot to get those lifestyle type images. So, yeah, I think as a a business and as a brand, you do need the lifestyle images because that's, you know, what you want to promote to your audience. That's what you want to show as a personal brand. But then equally, you have um, the the portrait side of it as well, having strong portraiture. I think you know I don't work with corporate companies so I never refer to myself as commercial either I don't work on kind of big businesses I do work specifically with small businesses and and their primary need is um, content for Instagram content for their blogs content for their websites you know YouTube um, image um, cover images for videos and you know yeah exactly and um, Facebook um cover images and profile pictures and and you know the content to support their messaging as well. Of course you can never deliver everything that a small business could possibly ever need in one shoot. So it's often long-term relationships as well, particularly for seasonal content. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately brand photography is content creation, which is the same as lifestyle. It's just a different style as, of photography as opposed to a different genre of photography. Does that make sense? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense so obviously you run these shoots yourself i know from looking at your website you do sort of hourly for returning customers you do half day full day if we were looking at a full day ship with you what would what would that look like for someone um, if they were coming to work with you for a full day off brand shooting?
1: Um, So it would depend on the needs of their business. Um, So, I mean, I'll give an example of one of my clients who I worked with last year, who was a graphic designer. Um, So we plan the shoot obviously so once they're booked in uh we book in their planning session uh which is either done over zoom or on the phone um i usually get them to do a pinterest board before that call and just to email it over to me just so not because i want to copy the board but just so i have i have some visual representation of what their expectations are Um, and that's kind of the foundation for the plan and then from there we'll start to kind of build the shoot Um, I if they require flat lays or product photography that's usually the first thing I do on the shoot because it gives me an opportunity to talk to them and for them to get used to having me in their space and being around me um if they're having hair and makeup as well not all of my clients do have hair and makeup Uh, a lot do choose to do their own um but if they are having hair and makeup I'll be there for that as well um that's usually when I do the flat lays because um but it's just a nice time to be social and then people can get comfortable because the other thing you have to remember is working with small businesses Is these people, some of my clients haven't been in front of a professional camera before so it's a big, big deal they're quite vulnerable and. Um, and yeah, then we'll usually do, I uh, usually then from do anything that they require in terms of those lifestyle business photos. So in the case of the graphic designer that I was working with, she had an absolutely beautiful office upstairs um, and we kind of worked in that space. I actually photographed the space without her in it as well. And then we did some kind of working portraits, lifestyle photos, we showed her on like a Zoom call with a client, um, kind of thinking about all the different aspects of the business and what she might want to talk about with her audience because I think that's the most important thing it's not what I remind my clients is that this isn't actually about them this is about their audience and their potential clients and what they need to see and hear from them um so that kind of storytelling of the business so for example an image of say a client uh, uh, my client with their client on zoom is a way that they can then have that image but that can then lead on to the content about what the early stages of working with them might be like how do they plan out their brand and how do they you know communicate with their clients it's 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 the imagery ultimately supports the content and the message it's it's about getting people to stop um so yeah we'll, we did those kind of lifestyle photos we also did some clothes changes because i'm also very conscious that when people wear too much of the same clothes It then starts to feel like they are sharing the same image over and over and over again, Um, which, you know, you don't want. It's going to become quite boring. Um, So for a full day, I usually recommend about five different clothes changes And then yeah we kind of did, um, because she was a graphic designer, we also did some live mood boarding, so kind of her cutting stuff out of magazines, like places she'd find for like inspiration. She was also a painter as well, so we took some photos of her paintings, that kind of just gives her some content to maybe show more of her personal side to her audience. Um, and then after that we went to her local pub because um, she wanted some kind of photos out with her with a cocktail so she can kind of those kind of like yeah, it's Friday type posts um, and you know this is all kind of her thinking about her content me guiding her on her content and then looking at how we can kind of build the shoot around that and then at the end are you the kind of last part of the shoot is where I focus on the kind of real portraiture because by that point they've gotten so comfortable with me around that they don't they don't need those props anymore. They don't need to have their laptop there or the drink in front of them or something to hold. They've really started to come into the the shoot themselves. Um, but we did do, she also wanted to show some photos with her and her dog and her husband. Um, We did some really beautiful portraits in a local park, which I love. In fact, I'm sharing her blog post tomorrow. Um, And yeah, we just got some, oh, she wanted to create a gif as well um, of her opening a bottle of champagne. Um, So we kind of did that as well. So it's just, you know, it's, it's so bespoke to each business you know I have I worked with her but then you know I I worked with some wedding planners at Christmas who had a full day who you know had a whole different um, brief for what it was that they required from their content so it's yeah it's it's always good fun as well I like people to have a positive experience and to feel like they enjoyed having their photo taken.
0: So I mean so I've done Photoshoots and stuff like that before i become i'm a massive fan of actually building brands around content and putting out relevant content as well as like you say lifestyle content but as a marketer one of the things that pains me the most is to see other marketers that don't and i mean we're fantastic at putting out content for our clients we're fantastic at organizing their photo shoots and organizing their content strategies but you will very rarely find a digital marketer or someone in the digital space like this that actually invests in their own content in that way we're great at putting out posts on here's top five tips and stuff like that quick videos but i don't think enough people are actually going and getting these brand photographs taken to to sort of as you say liven up their feed to put more colors in there to change it up a little bit from the norm of just here's five tips on this here's 10 reasons you should do this and blah 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 but do you think it's increased recently or do you think is there maybe a trend coming where people are going to want more of these photographs for their brands
1: Absolutely. I think it's great. I think I'm seeing, I'm seeing since, I mean, I was one of the early adopters to this style of photography, Um, like back in early 2017, it was, it was a very big thing in, in, in the kind of American entrepreneurial um, world to kind of have a personal brand shoot, you know, to pay to invest in professional content. Um, I think over here, you kind of had commercial photography and you kind of had headshot photography, but there wasn't any of this kind of, and obviously you had the influencer world as well. Um, So you kind of had photographers that were working with influencers to build their personal brands, but I don't think the kind of average small business owner really felt that that was something that was accessible to them at that point um so there was kind of me and a couple of other photographers within the London area that kind of started to offer this uh, as a, as a sideline to our wedding photography um and yeah since then I've seen a lot more photographers come into it which I think is great because it's also the beautiful part about brand photography is that there's there's so much work there's an abundance of work because there's Tons of small businesses, um, and they need a continued supply of images. Um, So, and I think more and more small business owners are realizing that this is a worthwhile investment, um, and it's actually an investment that they're entitled to, and this kind of brings me back to the modesty issues with women feeling like it's some that they're going to be called vain or people are going to think, Oh, you know, who do they think they are? And, you know, the whole idea of spending money on a photo shoot for just yourself is quite an uncomfortable concept. And it's not that just that, that, that feeling doesn't just apply to women. It also applies to men as well. And actually I would say that there's a massive gap in the personal brand photography market for men. I think you know I do work with 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 men who have small businesses um but I don't I don't know anyone who's kind of specifically owning that side of the market um and I do think there's potentially a space where men are maybe feeling left out on that as well because it is or or within, maybe I'm in an echo chamber. I hope I'm not in an echo chamber. I try not to be, but my world and what I see is very much women kind of owning that space, um, which is great. I think that's really important. Um, But yeah, I think it's definitely becoming more and more of an important must-have for small business. And I think it is a must-have. You know, there's nothing worse than going on someone's website, going to their About Me page, and it's an iPhone selfie. Like... I that makes me think that makes me feel like that person isn't invested in themselves um, or their business. Um, and I myself, I'm, I'm guilty of doing photo swaps with other photographers. So that's how I get a lot of my my imagery of me, um, because I do. I, I make a point of at least posting a photo of myself once a week. Um, this week, I've actually posted more of myself because obviously of International Women's Day, um and that kind of applied more into the content that I wanted to talk about um but yeah I think um I I, I've got my first proper brand photo shoot booked for April um so yeah while I do have professional photos and I've been doing those shoot swaps um I'm I've, I've booked a photographer and I've booked a venue and I've got a very specific plan in place um it's only taken three and a half years um but I think yeah when you have like I do a lot of self-portraiture as well um so I've always kind of been I've always felt like I've I've had enough of my own content to promote myself uh, but it's now gone into the stage where I'm short on things that I need um and so I need to kind of I need to get that content sorted so yeah I think it's really important I think more and more people are saying that which I think is absolutely fantastic
0: so I, I actually have a brand photoshoot coming up. So I do. I don't actually know when it is. I have, have to check my diary. But one thing I wanted to ask is if someone, for example, wasn't coming with you and someone who's so, you know, transparent in what you give as your service, what should someone be looking for? Um, someone, for example, myself, digital marketer needs brand photographs for social media. What should I be looking for in a service from a photographer?
1: um i would say that you need to be looking at their portfolio um and their communication skills um i think you as as a as a small business you need a range of imagery and i'm not just talking about you know different locations i'm talking about different compositions i'm talking about photos where you're positioned to the left or the right so you've got room to have text on portrait landscape all the different kind of compositions and um, uh, formats for the different platforms that you're obviously gonna want to use those images on. Um, So you want to find a photographer that is thinking about those things, Um, because if you get all your images in landscape and you're all central, you're going to be pretty limit, limited on what you can use that content for and, you know, or what your website layout is going to be. So I would also say, you know, to think about if you do have a graphic designer as well on board and a website designer to have them and your photographer communicate with one another. Um, but yeah, I think you want to be looking for that portfolio. Um, and also you just want to... Have, for me personally, when I built the Woman in the Wolf, I have made sure that my website has kind of all the information that people need um, to make sure that they know that I am an expert in this, and that I do know what I'm doing, and that I am gonna deliver what it is that they want. So I think, you know, when you go on someone's website, you can kind of get a really clear feel for what it is that they're doing. I think it's also really important that you feel comfortable around that person. So when you speak to them before booking, um, or even if you just get to know them, I know a lot of my clients get to know me through my instagram stories um so by the time they get to the booking stage they feel very comfortable and confident within that decision um but yeah feeling comfortable around that person because that person going to be taking your photo they're going to be helping you create the content that's going to represent you and your business and that's hopefully going to make you more money if you don't feel comfortable around them enough to be yourself or to represent yourself properly then the photos aren't going to be great doesn't matter if they're the best photographer in the world Um, I would also say that, you know, to look for compassion as well, particularly if you feel quite anxious about having your photo taken. Um, photographers that get very fixated on certain poses or the lights or the kind of composition, they're more fixated on the technical side of things while forgetting that they've got a probably quite a nervous person in front of them is also not going to take very good photos of you. Um, or photos that you're happy with. Um, So yeah, I think it's just about finding someone you feel comfortable around. They've got a really solid portfolio um, and you know that you're gonna get the range of imagery that you need as well. I hope that that those tips made sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So one thing I just wanted to quickly um, kind of pick your brain on. Obviously you've built up your brand, as you say, you're an expert in your niche and what you do. How did you actually build your brand and how did you sort of claw your way up from the bottom to get to the position you're in now um so
1: i would say anyone who follows me or anyone who knows anything about my brand is that i'm very open um i talk about a range of different things um i talk about i I made a real point right from the very beginning and actually when i didn't have that much content and i was building the brand I wrote I, and I still do this now. I write helpful blog posts for my businesses, but I also write content that really kind of taps into the issues that business owners will kind of, you know, face. You know, the kind of issue over, you know, perfection and everything being perfect before you can kind of release it out into the world. Um, talking about resilience. Um, showing up authentically um, creating you know content how to approach things like Instagram and confidence and you know how to be more confident Um, so right from very early on I positioned myself as as an expert within these kind of discussions and I I still do this to this day Um, and I also made a real point of making sure that I was approachable and that people knew that I really cared about what it was that I did um like in terms of the work um my my photography because obviously I'd already been a photographer for eight years by then so I kind of already had quite my style was established so I didn't really need to do any work there um obviously learning to work with clients but yeah just really getting onto Instagram. Um, Instagram's been a really good platform for me. Um, The blogging really helped with my SEO. Um, I I rank page one for Brand Photographer London or or London Brand Photographer, switching between kind of positions one, two or three, depending on the mood that Google's in that day. Um, I also did a lot of networking. So I come from the wedding industry. So I did, a. I made a point of when I first started, I did like a series of portfolio shoots because obviously I wanted to build a website, start to build a brand. Um, and I approached people for these portfolio shoots. So I already knew how to establish businesses. They already were using social media. So I knew that was going to help get my name out there quite quickly. And I did those shoots for free. So I also kind of felt like free work in the early days definitely has a place as long as you're making sure that you're getting what it is that yeah exactly free the free work isn't free it's just there's no money exchanged um (laughs) there's still an exchange um and um Yeah, it just kind of built from there really, from the portfolio shoots, because obviously they were recommending me on word of mouth. They were also mentioning on social media. I was going to a lot of networking um, and I would, I'm a massive believer in networking. Um, And, you know, I know we're in a pandemic, so like real life networking isn't an option at the moment, but, you know, you can still connect with people. You can still cheerlead people on Instagram. I make a real point of supporting other businesses. I also built a community around the woman and the wolf so all of my shoots get a blog post on my website I usually do some preview images on Instagram and talk about how brilliant they are I make sure that I'm if I use an image of a client I make sure make sure that I mention them and their business all the time um every single time I post I also keep an eye on what my clients are doing so if they're having launches or, you know, they've got a new product coming out or service, I will share that to my stories. I also, every time they use one of their images because they're tagging me, I share that to my stories as well. So it's kind of always keeping in contact and kind of just making sure that the network is nurtured and looked after um and yeah from from there, my word of mouth strong my seo is strong my social media is strong um so i think it's you know it's a case of making sure that you're everywhere um, <laughs> as much as you can be um and this year i'm investing in pr as well so i really want to kind of widen my audience even more
0: fantastic and is it just you working in the business or do you have additional yes. photographers <laughs> or anyone else knocking about
1: um, no, it's just me. Although I am outsourcing the PR side of things, so I have just I've 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 brought, brought on someone for, for to do my PR. Um, just because it's a world I don't know that much about, and um, well, obviously doing podcasts, which I've been doing a lot more of recently. That that's PR. Um, but to kind of really go after some of the bigger opportunities, I kind of need someone who's an expert within that field. I definitely do need to look at outsourcing some stuff um but it's really hard because so much of how I work with people is really personal and I really love writing so when I was thinking oh maybe I could outsource my blog post and it's like yeah but it wouldn't be me it wouldn't be what I have to say um so yeah it is a kind of balancing act especially when I'm shooting um I think last year I did 120 photo shoots so I worked with 120 people um and that's during a pandemic so I was only actually able to shoot for six months of the year last year um so yeah it was very very busy and it's from the 12th of April onwards it's very very busy um because yeah everyone can get their hair cut (laughs)
0: yeah exactly well, i think what we kind of talk about in market in the marketing uh sort of niche anyway is kind of like outsourcing when you feel pain and kind of like when you're feeling pain in a certain area that's when the outsource do you have an idea where that might be like might, might it be that you just need another person to take photographs to sort of fill them into spots or someone maybe to book in these people for photoships
1: yeah i think i would never ever send anyone else to do my job um i think that's the um, my brand is so personal that that's what people people are booking um i think maybe the editing but my workflow is again again it's the pain of teaching someone my edit and the pain of of the kind of the early days while they get that right and the back and the inevitable back and forth that would that would happen
0: um, yeah because I mean you have a very big workflow as well but you can see on your website how you know you have your initial contact and then you go through and you do your thing and you put them on an online gallery. You kind of let people know how many photographs they're going to get. You explain that you'll have a little roundup call afterwards to actually explain to them how to use this gallery. So again, I assume that's a lot of SOPs that you would have to write up then to have teaching someone so that they could then do it.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, you know, it's not impossible, um, but it's like when would be the right time to do that? Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, going forward, I think it's more a case of, I yeah it's it's difficult because when I think about you know invoicing an admin and stuff like that like it doesn't actually take me that long
0: yeah <laughs> I've been works that, pretty quick
1: yeah it's just when there's lots of it mixed in with the editing with the shoots and you know the planning calls and the post shoot calls like but I think it's more a case of again I think I'm very clear on what my goals are for the year. I'm very clear on what I want to earn, and my what I earn is what I charge is based on what I earn and how much I want to work. So without the pandemic, it's not quite as chaotic. Um, It's because the pandemic means that you kind of have this feast and famine, where you know haven't worked for four months, and then I've got like three months of solid shoots.
0: (laughs) Yeah everyone's wedding's coming up all at once and everyone just wants all this content to put out now the sunny weather's out
1: exactly so when things go back to normal it will be a little bit less of this kind of period of doing nothing but you know i would say to anyone at the moment you know who has a job where they do have to work with people to use this time to get kind of maybe workflows in place and systems in place um you know, catch up with your blogging, make sure your website is updated and your SEO is done, like all the stuff that you don't have time to do when, when it is all kind of flat out.
0: So would you have any other tips and kind of round this out for either photographers or maybe other strong females trying to build their brand up?
1: Um, I think like my biggest tip for people is just to be visible, um, like as much as possible, show up where you can. Um, and, you know, if you are just starting something, um, set yourself easy goals to start off with and then to build on that slowly so like you know if you if you're someone who struggles with creating content for example because it's a big thing that businesses have an issue with um if you struggle with creating content you know instead of saying, I'm gonna post every single day to Instagram, start with, I'm gonna post three times a week. And then once you've nailed posting three times a week, then start to add in more um, rather than kind of setting yourself like these these goals that, you know, until you've gotten used to writing content or creating content can, you know, you can fall flat on pretty quick and then you wind up not doing anything at all. Um, But yeah, I think just being visible as much as possible saying yes, to all opportunities. So if someone asks you to be on a podcast, say yes. If someone asks you to do an Instagram live with them, say yes. Um, And I think, yeah, just work on building your connections and your network um, and make sure that everyone knows what you do. Um, And I think going back to my point for International Women's Day, like self-celebration all the time, no one else is gonna shout about how good you are at what you do. it's something that you have to do for yourself um, and to get better at
0: that's a perfect way to end it there i think that's awesome <laughs> okay so, um, don't just let people know obviously um your instagram handle will have already been on the screen but don't just let people know where they can find you and i'll also put all the links in the description as well
1: um yeah so uh, my website is www.thewomanandthewolf.com all one word um it's either my website or my Instagram, which is at the woman in the wolf with an underscore between each word, because someone else had the whole word of the woman in the wolf, um, And yeah, you can just find me in those places. That's where I am most of the time. Um, and I'm always happy to answer questions and yeah, it'd be um, good to meet some new people.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, look, thank you again for coming on the show. I do appreciate you taking the time to chat to me and to actually share the message. I know one thing that this show does lack is actually a sort of sense of females and representation from females so it's something we're really working on i think in the next like five weeks four of them are all females so we're trying to put like a big push on putting more strong females in more representation for females um and just kind of sharing the love you know kind of like show everyone and highlight everyone highlight all the different niches and all the brands and all different people that are trying to be successful and are out here working their ass off to try and get somewhere
1: yeah, I agree completely. I think uh, I think lifting and and you know, as a white woman as well, I I'm fully aware of my own privilege. There, I think um, lifting marginalized voices and hearing hearing the experiences of mar- marginalized people is really really important. And there's you know there's it. Yeah, it's something that we should all be doing.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. I appreciate it.
1: That's okay. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: And guys remember as well, if you do have two seconds for you have ten uh ten pounds spare as well, go down below, hit the link as well for the description um for young Fred Bevan's uh gift raffle and check it out for me. I appreciate it. And yeah, back next week. Another guest, more information and more value for you. So catch you then. Hello guys, how you doing? It's me Jack mate. You've just finished watching probably one of the best videos on YouTube So why not take a moment to consider subscribing and if you haven't already hit the like button and turn the notification bell on apparently it helps I don't know how. It was a good know, wasn't it? <laughs>